Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for this Bible study. Uh, speak to us your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right. And now, all right, again and again and again. All right. All right, here you go. Hand these out to the people. All right, what I've got here is I've got a, a short list um, of the many different ways. And, and um, I'll tell you the reason why we're dealing with, um, we're going to be doing it for just a little bit on the Bible studies about the name of God is because um, we, um, it, it helps you to understand him. It helps you to get a, a good understanding of him and who he is. And so I got this um, particular name thing by this um, uh, one guy who I consider to be an, a very excellent um, teacher uh, concerning Hebrew and English. He has a good understanding of it. Uh, matter of fact, he's probably one of the only ones I've even had a witness that he has. Any, you know what I mean? That he has an understanding. Um, uh, which is good. But you'll see um, uh, some of the names here that are identified with the Most High. Now, you know, the Most High is just too big, just too vast um, to just center him on just one name, to focus him on one name. Um, we're going to learn in our studies in the near future here. Um, because, see, when you understand you know your God, you know your Elohim. When you know him, it gives you a, a deeper appreciation to be called sons. Especially if he gives us this knowledge and this truth um, for understanding sake and purposes. Because uh, we see in the hour that we're living in now that many people's faith are being overthrown. Um, and people are denying. Um, there's only one, and they're denying him. They're denying him. Um, for respect of um, some form of pronunciation or whatever may have you. Um, and, and they're missing it. They're really, truly missing the mark. And so uh, while they, in their minds, don't believe that they are blaspheming uh, his name, they've done it many times over and over and over and over again. But we're not going to fall into that uh, same trap because we um, believe that... Um, the Holy One and the Just One and, and all these other euphemisms that we give him, and, and that is what we talk in when we're using um, uh, descriptive terms about him um, that are not concrete in his action and character, if I'm making any sense. Um, but it's, it's important to know his character because you, become, you develop a great appreciation of who he is, and then you develop an appreciation of who you are. You know, it's it's um, nice to be called a son of the true and living God. It it really truly is, and and um, you just all you have to remember is, is remember there was a time you didn't know him, and you understand we live in a time now that people even yet now have no desire to know him really. I told you a long time ago that that um, the Most High is becoming an intruder. Yeah, that's right. People see people want it both ways. They want to be w what you call 
And notice we learned this from his perspective here, and that's the reason why uh, people don't take salvation so serious because they don't know him. Am I making any sense? They, they just don't know him. And if they knew him, then they would understand that he means what he says and says what he means. And, you know, and they, it, it's just a light thing. They get to let the carols of the life and everything start choking out just like Jesus said it would. It would happen. And they don't understand that when you come down from that high of salvation or receiving the breath of the most high, that you, you still have life to live. And he's not going to um, provide you with a Holy Ghost battery for you to carry on your side. Amen. And he's not going to be the one in charge of you staying charged up. Amen. And so a lot of people get discouraged in the walk because they have the cares that flood the mind. And these cares that flood the minds bring about images and they cause the lust of other things to take place and it end up choking out um, the very growth and the life that he would have you to have. Yes, you understand what I mean? You know, I tell people all the time, um, you know, people, it's, it's like when we uh, come to the knowledge about keeping the commandments. Yeah, so everybody automatically assumes that we never kept the commandments before. You know, as if we've walked in this way all our lives. Well, the truth is, you know, we haven't walked in this way all our lives. Amen. I mean, I've celebrated Christmas before and Easter and went to church on Sunday and believed in the Santa Claus. And I even believe that George Washington chopped down the cherry tree. I mean, there's a lot of make-believe, foolish stories, I believe. And then when we got in religion, there's a lot of stuff we found out that we believed it. It's just not here. And that's the reason why he tells us to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of God. But a lot of people, are, they, they don't understand that once you come down from this, this high of salvation, you know what I mean, you're kind of like a child just being born. And then you start to walk and you start to grow up. And, and then it's up to you to walk on your own two feet from that day forth. Until you get to the kingdom. So some people faint because they're not doing well. And some people faint because they think that they're doing well. I mean, if you had a home or a house when you was living out there in the world, see, we other were not other world, so did I. You had a place to lay your head and you had your own income, your own job, and so did we. You understand what I mean? Um, many of us in here, we supported our own selves. We, we, how do you think we lived this long? You understand what I mean? And people act like that is some great thing or some astronomical thing. If you leave the life that is out there to come to this life right here, and I'll be the first to tell you, nobody will volunteer for this. I was telling the guy the other day, I said, man, I, <laughs> everything that you, you got out there, I had. And I got even more of it now because I'm content. Am I making any sense? And, and so, you know, I try to talk to these people like, and, I, you know, I'm letting them know I've given up nothing. 
I've actually given up nothing. I can say that from this side. Am I making any sense? I, actually, I have actually given up nothing. Am I making any sense? So it's not some great thing. All it is is just getting over your flesh to do God's will. How hard is that? Because I said it once, I said it a thousand times, if I was not living here, I would not be the person who I am today. Am I making sense? It, I mean, I come to assembly just like you do. If I did not come to this assembly, I would not be the person that I am today. I wouldn't be. I would not be the man that I am today if I was not coming here. And that's the truth. And I'm not satisfied. Still not satisfied. Still um, want to go and continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that, that's what should happen to you. You should not let life um, sidetrack you because that's what it will do. We live here and life tries to sidetrack us. We live here in envy of what the world has tries to come up on us. What we just already come from. You remember the mindset, what we come from, how we were thinking, and, and, and all of a sudden we forgot all that all of a sudden. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to be over in the book of Acts just for a short period of time, but I want you to be able to look at these, these um, um, scriptures. So, I, you know, I try my best to keep us informed. You should have your own special little notebook with all the, the information that we pass out here. Hallelujah. We are, we are well, well taught people, and, and that is the truth. But it's all about living this word right here. Let me get to what I'm getting to. That's what it's all about. It's all about living this word. Um, my thoughts are constantly centered about how vain this life is. You know, I mean, Jesus told you uh, to be a friend with this world would make you a what? Enemy. With who? God. Isn't that something? Now, how friendly do you want to be to this world then? You don't know what a friend is, right? Do you know what a friend is? Yeah. Yeah. You know what a friend is? I mean, that's, that's the way and that's the perspective that, that this scriptures continually Talk all throughout this book. Hallelujah. So we have to prepare our hearts. We really truly need to prepare our hearts. Uh, where is it? Man, hold on. Let me get my mindset into thinking of it. Oh, okay. Here we go. Acts the 15th chapter. We need to prepare our hearts and continually and do not allow the enemy to creep in on us. I mean, y'all understand that one time it was a regular service to have 70 people sitting in this place? That was just a regular everyday Sabbath service. Sabbath and Bible study. 
70 people, poof, regular occurrence. Now, I don't know any of them that are still striving it to enter in at the straight gate. Some of them are foolish enough to even get on the internet and get Facebook accounts and everything else and blab out all the information, all their backslidings. You could never tell that they even known God. It's so sad. It really truly is. But the devil, he'll get you any way that he can. Hallelujah. All right, Acts chapter 15, get to understand what we're going to do. We're going to read here just for a second, okay? And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be what? Saved. Saved. Isn't that something? Now watch this now. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation or disputing, disputation with them, uh, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. Now, mind you, we're in the new covenant, right? Do y'all see how far removed we are from this structure? No doubt. Am I making any sense? Even though we're in the land of our enemies, if we're so-called free or we're so-called um, uh, free for worship and all this and that. You know, why come we don't have a structure built? I'll tell you the reason why. Because the influence of this world, the influence of being an American, has so tainted our hearts and our minds and our thoughts. We're only interested in using God just to get in. And then our, then our hearts don't communicate to us that he knows the heart and he knows that you think like that. If you do. Am I making any sense? We're just being real. I mean, he's the one that proceeds. We went over how Jesus proceeds, right? And he's, he's the one that says, I know your thoughts. I know your heart. I know, I know. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You all understand this? And so our, our lives should be lived such a point that, that we need a, to try to be instrumental in doing the things that it would please him in the kingdom the way he will want things done here on his earth. But we don't have this structure, so we have to just deal with this structure amongst our own selves because we know that we're striving to be holy. Is that right? We know that we're striving to enter in. Is that right? Now, we know this. Are right, you following me? But I want to show you something here. Look at this right here. So if they had a question, and even though that they were apostles, and it was something that they may have kind of a little uncertain of, it was nothing for them to consult with the elders that was at Jerusalem. Nothing whatsoever at all. All right, well, look what he says right here. And being bought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia, Phoenicia and Samaria declaring the conver the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused uh, great joy unto all the brethren. Do we have this going on in the land today? Are we in the New Testament? That's what they call New Testament. Do we have this going on? No. Okay. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church. And of the apostles and elders, 
and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up, here we go, a certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Now, you have to look at the terminology. You see, if we don't, if we don't put it in the right order and perspective, we'll think like Christians do. Moses did not have his own law separate from the Most High. Am I making any sense? Everything that he wrote down, he got instructions from the Most High, how to deal with situations, how to govern the people. And But what this world on this side of the pond has done is try to make us think that Moses has, has done come up with his own law by his own self without consulting the Most High whatsoever. And they try to make, they, they try to, with, with their sayings, to do away with our minds and make a distinction between Moses and God and try to separate the law. Now, who wrote the law? Moses did. He wrote the Torah. And he got his instructions from the Most High. That's where he got them from. So when you're reading the law of Moses, that's not something separate from what God would say. Just like the prophets, they spoke and they wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave it to them because the Most High is a, whole, is a spirit, the great spirit, the spirit that is holy. But you see how they are so twisted and tainted our minds. All right, watch this now. Look at this. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of the matter. And when they had been much, when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up. Now, notice, disputing means they were they were in some serious contention about this right here. But today, people won't even, they don't even want to dispute over the word. I mean, if, if all of us have the spirit of truth, then no doubt we're going to have to yield to what the truth is saying. That's why he gives us these safety marks. There's safety in a multitude of counselors. You know, if one person has an, uh, an interpretation, then the Bible tells that will be a private interpretation. You know, because all these other men that are sound, they don't come up with this, then there's no way we can go with that. Am I making sense? But watch this. This gets very interesting. I'm sure we read it before. Watch this. Won't go over this though. Peter rose up and said, "Men and brethren," he said to them, "Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago, uh, God made choice among us that the Gentiles by who mouth, my mouth, should hear the word of the gospel and believe. God, which knoweth the what hearts, bear them witness." What did he do with the Gentiles also? Giving them the Holy Ghost. Giving them the Holy Ghost even as he did us. And how many people you know today that are religious even want the Holy Ghost? You see how many religions have even removed the Holy Ghost? Even in the, the, the separated so-called assemblies and stuff, there's just not this striving for people. People don't want God's spirit. 
for some reason. They do not want it. But here, they know that God was no respected person because the Most High gave them the Holy Ghost just like he did them first. Is that right? And put no difference between us and them purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the what? I wonder why he didn't call them Christians. Now, here's Peter making a direct, I mean, just a flat out, he's directly talking about the Gentiles who have become disciples. And he called them disciples. Hmm? Which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. But we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be what? Saved even as they notice. We shall be saved. Don't mean we are saved. We receive the Holy Spirit as the earnest expectation or kind of like a down payment. You better hope that you got enough love for the most high that you'll make it in. Finish your course. Amen. Fight a good fight. Keep the faith. Hallelujah. And don't tell me your faith ain't challenged every day. There's always something to challenge you to try to be a slacker. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Then all the multitude kept silent and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles. No, declaring what now? Miracles. Boy, we got a lot of identifying marks, don't we? And wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And I got people calling us spooky because we believe in doing miracles. Now, we can't do it, but we have access to the one who does them. We know who does them. But instead of people looking at us and saying, man, them people got faith, man, they, they call you spooky. I'm showing you the, the vast difference that there is with us and them. There's us and them. Look at this now. Look at this. And wonders which had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon had declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. Wait a minute, to take, to take from who? Out of the Gentiles a people for his, for his name? Isn't that something? And who's Simeon? Why do he keep changing stuff back and forth then? A lot of people don't have the intelligence to know that Simeon is Peter. Oh, now I'm making sense. This is the reason why we have Bible study. So we can bring out all these finer points to sober us up. To show that the spirit don't change. Hallelujah. Y'all did know that Simeon is Peter, right? Okay, now. And to this agree the words of the prophets as is what? To, to this, now wait a minute, Simeon said this apostle, and only to this, but that he was going to take out of the Gentiles a people for his name. Even the prophets agree to this. Ah, isn't that right? 
After this, I will return and I will build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof and I will set it up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles whom upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Is that right? Known unto God are his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore my sentence is that we trouble them not, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions, pollutions of idols, from fornication. What seems to be the problem amongst Gentiles today? What seems to be the problem amongst Christians today? See, where's the difference between us and them if they're claiming the name of Christ? You see what I mean? See, now they're taking the name of the Lord our God in vain. The children are only going to, as long as they're under your roof, they're only going to act the way you allow them to act. Now, they're gonna, I mean, they're going to cut a fool and be whatever, and their will is going to kick like crap. You just bring more fire. Now, they get to a certain point, you know, like the law of his land says, 18 years old, then what? They're grown and all this good old stuff, and you understand what I mean? So that's the reason why there needs to be a great separation. But what what kind of spirit jumps on the people today then? They, 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 you ain't going to whoop me. No, I ain't going to whoop you. I'm going to beat you. So, see, you can tell we ain't in our own land because we even restrained by the laws. And there's such an anti-Christ spirit on the children today. That even being raised in this way and stuff, is, 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 it's hard to even keep them in it. That's why you have to save yourself. All right? I mean, you're going to have to save yourself. You keep your heart on that. I'm serious. And look at this. And for things strangled uh, from blood. For Moses of old time, having every city, them that preach him, preach who? Preach him. Isn't that, preach who? Isn't that something? Look at this. Being read in the synagogue every Sunday. It's remarkable, isn't it? It, just, just, it is utterly remarkable. Then please the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, surnamed Barabbas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren send greetings unto the brethren which are of the the brethren which are of the the brethren which are of the called them brothers. Let me see. Now they're they're disciples. They've turned to God. They're brethren. And they're getting the, 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 the needful, necessary instructions when you're first coming in. Right. So there's no way you can put upon a people who have not been bought up this way. Oh, just flood them with all this all at one time. That is what was going on. 
Peter, Peter and them knew that, that God has accepted the Gentiles because he gave them the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And what had happened with the church, same thing the churches do today. They try to put flood you with everything they are. You understand what I mean? That's why, I, I remember a long time, you know how we were. We were zealous when we first started, wasn't we? Man, we would, man, if a, if a woman came in this church, what, even if she was a heathen and had a pair of pants on, we'd run out the door. And if she wanted to stay, we'll, we'll, give her, we'll give her a skirt to put on. Oh, man, there was nobody more zealous than the law than us. Brother, I don't know if you could handle us then, brother. Amen. Brother, we was after the strictest sort. That's right. Amen. The strictest sect. Amen. If you was a man, you came in that door and you had long hair, we had a pair of scissors to cut you. You ain't going to submit to that, then get out. And you don't think that we've grown some. Now, a lot of times, I mean, we only, that was very, very early, early, but we usually was pretty lenient. You know what I mean? We'll give about one or two weeks. <laughs> After that, we figured you should have had it by then. So we know that these, so we realize that these people are heathens. These are Gentiles. So if God gives them the Holy Spirit and stuff, he, he's going to work with them. So we need to give them the necessary things. Number one, keep his commandments. Amen. You get filled with the Holy Ghost, get baptized, keep his commandments. Is that right? Don't eat no, don't, we, always, we always tell them, no, no pig. No pig. Get rid of oink. Porky don't live here. Hallelujah. And, 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 and we, if you're eating, make sure it's well done. We have the same principles. It's just that we have to update it to our time right here. And then uh, there we let, try to let the Holy Spirit deal with you. When we know that the Holy Spirit has had ample enough time to deal with you, then we help out the Holy Spirit some. Because it really ain't the Holy Spirit is not doing the ministry because all of us have been the same way. There's not no strange walk. We've all been the same way. I remember when Tomoko, when I first met Tomoko, her hair was right here. Look at it. Man, really? Yep, her hair was right here. Maybe right here. Where was it at, Tomoko? Right here? Right here? Right where I'm at. And I, I got a good memory, don't I? Woo! Good memory. Look at that. Her, tomorrow, her hair was right there. Now, I'll never forget it. I looked over and out. <laughs> and I ain't even say nothing to her either. Did I say anything to you at that gathering? Not one word. God going to do this. I ain't going to have no, no involvement whatsoever at all. I went home and forgot. Until I, boom, heard his voice and, oh, Lord. Now I got a sister. She ain't mad, sister. Now her hair is all the way, all the way down to her calf. Tomoko's hair is just about down to her calf. Ain't it down to your calf now? Somewhere along in there? Yeah. 
And the way her hair grow, it'd be dragging flow for long. I said, you're all right. Glory of God. See, everybody thinking we just come in this thing automatically holy. Isn't that right? Oh, you holy people. I met Brother Doug Bell. He had blonde streaks in his hair. I mean, if I say something like that, people don't believe nothing like that. They'll, they'll believe that, though. <laughs> they will believe that. Hallelujah. There used to be a radical church, boy. There used to be a church chairs used to fly all over the place. Glasses. Books. <laughs> I kid you not, boy. You just stay come flying across the air. So we understand about this zeal. Oh, yeah, we do, too. Yeah, we do, too. And notice he didn't kill us. He didn't kill us. Because, boy, I tell you what, boy, 10, 12 years ago, some of you like, uh-uh. I'm out of here. I am out of here. These folks are crazy. <laughs> but you have to understand, at that time, man, we were so on fire. We're still on fire today. But we have just matured. That don't make sense. We're still on fire today, but man, God, what was that? I was in early, 30, 31, something like that. Shoo. We was Ellis, boy. Hallelujah. He dealt with us, didn't he? So you can see we're doing the same thing as they've done. Same behavior today as they've done. Now, anyway, where am I at right here? 22. Then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men their own company. I thought I read that. And their own company to Antioch um, with Paul and Barnabas, who surnamed Judas and Barabbas, Silas, chief men among the brethren. Uh, and they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brothers send greetings unto you, which, oh, well, we read that. Verse 24, for as much as we had heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words subverting your what? But what did they have to go out from? The us. Saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such commandments. Because they don't even understand. All right, it seemed good unto us being assembled one accord to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have hazarded their lives for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Most people you know ain't, 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 ain't sacrificed nothing for Jesus, much less hazard their lives. So how are they going to give people instruction today? How are people going to give somebody instruction when they ain't even hazard their lives? See, y'all ain't know when, when I met a lot of y'all coming in here, I knew y'all just dumb Gentiles, carry away with dumb idols. Y'all were. Y'all flat out heathens. Y'all was out doing the heathens. I'm not the one to save you. He's the one to save you. I can't keep you here. He has to keep you here. Amen. It's just the way it is. 
And so it's him that is doing this with us. That's why we have to keep our heart close to him. Because if we don't keep our heart close to him, I promise you, it will go a horn. All you have to do is read the history of our people. And it don't take much enticement. You have to keep yourself in his love. All right, look what it says. Um, it seemed good unto us being a civil one accord to send chosen men unto you of our uh, beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who hazard herself, hazard their lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas who shall tell you the same things by mouth. For it seemeth good to the Holy Ghost and to us, in other words, they're not doing this of their own accord. To lay upon you no greater burdens than these necessary things. Now you tell somebody something they think you're putting a burden on them. You come from a Gentile mindset and trying to get you in a Hebrew mindset, and then they try and think you, they tell you that you're putting a unnecessary burden on them. Not knowing you come from other darkness. That you abstain from meats offered idols and from blood and, and from uh, things strangled and from fornication, which if you keep yourselves, you do well, fare you well. So when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered, the multitude together, they delivered the epistle. All right? Now, here it is right here. Ezekiel, the 14th chapter. That's where we're going to end at. A simple Bible study. Verse 12, the word of the Lord came again to me saying, son of man, when the land sinneth against who? Whose is me? You better believe it. By trespassing grievously. Now, of course, he's talking about that piece of dirt out there, right? It's got, it's got to be talking about the piece of dirt out there. An acre of land. It's got to be an acre. Two acres. Three acres. I mean, you say in the land. I mean, all right now. When the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, when I have stretched out my hand upon it, I will break the staff of the bread thereof and will cut and will send famine upon it and will cut off man and beast from. Guess what we're getting ready to happen? Guess we're getting ready to happen right here in this country right now? That's right. Hmm? Yes, sir. Guess we're getting ready to happen right now in this country. In this country, they don't even have 30 days of reserve food in this country. I read it again. Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing, that land mean all the people. That's right. Trespassing grievous, then I will stretch out my hand upon it. Who, who's doing this? Yeah. Now, who is the one who sets up kingdoms and tear down kingdoms? Oh. Isn't that something? Look at this. And will break the staff of the bread thereof and will send famine upon it and will, look, cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men, though these three men, I mean, the, the book is full of characters, full of men. But though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, 
Now you tell me if that's not a crew in itself of righteousness. What he said, tell Nola, come thou and all thy house. Come on, get on in here in this ark right here because thee have I seen. I didn't hear, I seen righteousness before me in this what? Generation. What's getting ready to happen in this country? Daniel, I mean, you, you could, that man was just a straight up man of God, but he's best known, best known for not eating the things that the Gentiles eat or the heathen eat. Oh. And Job, man, he's the inception of spiritual warfare. He just flat out let you know what it's all about. That whole book right there just opens his wide open and let you know what it's all about. Them are three men right there. But look at this. Look at this. Talking about the land now. We're in it, meaning when the, when the famine, the sword, because they grievously doesn't trespass up, you know, against the most high. When all this come up on this land, he said, but they were in it. Look, they should deliver but their own soul. Y'all understand that it's getting to a point now that the door is going to be shut and we ain't going to even, the, the Holy Spirit won't even let us go out and try to even save anybody or preach the gospel to anybody. That time is right at the door. It is right at the door. Look how hard and callous and cold and cruel this generation's heart is. Look what it says. They would need a, they would uh, but save their own souls by their what? Righteousness. Sail who? Who? Watch this. If I cause nor some beasts to pass through the land and they spoil it so that the desolate, so that they be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beast, though these three men were in it as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither who? Wait a minute. What kind of heart are them three men when they ain't even thinking about saving their sons? They would neither deliver sons nor daughters. They only shall be delivered, but the land shall be desolate. Again. Or if I bring a sword upon the land and say, sword, go through the land so that I cut off man and beast from it. Sword means war. Look at this. What's getting ready to come to this? I mean, Y'all know the biggest uproar that these people out here are making in all across the world because of the United States decided to go ahead and print up $6 billion, $600 billion out of thin air again? They raising sand. Literal sand. They are raising it. All you got to do is Google currency wars. You won't believe what will come up. I got a video. I put it. It was so important. I put a video up on the, on the front page of the website. It is something. Look at this right here. Though these three men were, were in it, as I live, said the Lord God, they shall deliver neither what? Sons, Sons nor, nor daughters, but they shall only, they only shall be delivered them how many times has he said it? Has he said it twice? Has he said it twice? 
Have I sent a pestilence into the land and poured my fury upon it in blood to cut it off from men and beasts? Though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, said the Lord God, they shall neither deliver what? Son, nor daughters. They shall but deliver their own souls. How are they going to deliver their own souls? By their what? By their what? Isn't that something? You see what's going to deliver us? Righteousness. Righteousness can best be defined in this, these words right here. Ultimate obedience. This thing is just getting that bad. God tried his best, even writing from the prophets, to get us into the mindset. And what I talk about more than anything, almost because I know how family pulls and tugs. And you can see a little flicker of light. I don't mind that, but boy, don't you dare let your little heart. Don't you let your heart go. Uh-uh. Three times. Three times he said it so clear. Because that's how bad it's getting. These men are going to deliver their own souls. And he kept using the same man again and again and again. Noah, Daniel, and Job. Don't you think it's important for us to know about Noah, Daniel, and Job? If we're going to be delivered? Those are three men of impeccable character and love and obedience Amen. to the most high Hallelujah. that's plumb line yes, right there Amen. and that's how bad things are getting today Ain't that, they wouldn't deliver that you might as well I'm telling you by your righteousness that's how you're going to be delivered and all your righteousness is of him Amen. and you get that righteousness through obedience uh-huh all everybody else going to justify and they're going to get hit by the sword, the famine, and the pest. We're going to be protected. What's going to protect us is righteousness, obedience. Does make any sense? You might as well wipe all these disobedient relatives out of your mind. Because they ain't going to help you one bit. And, and you know, I'm telling you, you're going to take a chance on your soul. Because you're going to see them hurting, boy, and, and that heart is going to pull. Whoo. Next thing you know, you gone. Did I say something wrong? I talk like this all the time, don't I? All the time. I just got finished just repeating what the prophet said clearly. He said it three times. That's what he said, three times. So you make sure that your garments are clean and white. And what makes them clean? Amen. Righteousness. Righteousness. Stand in a constant repentant state. Constantly. Believe me, there's so much inside of our soul, there's plenty to repent of. There are things that are, that are constantly being unearthed in us. Do y'all know we're unearthing a lot of things that come from our ancestors? We feel these strange feelings when preaching is coming and stuff. You think that's you and stuff. That what that is is that is the very memory and thought that's coming from your ancestors that's done followed down the bloodline. Thoughts. Yeah. 
And there's a shortage of repentance in this world. But anyway, I hope we get it. We're not doing anything no different than what the book that the people says. You need to know. Because there are people falling, falling away left and right. Falling away left and right. I mean, you think about this. We hadn't seen what, Brother Jerry and how long now? Brother Elder Doug and I was already talking about, it. oh, he got that look. That was when he was here. You know, a lot of people want to blame it on sickness and stuff. Now, you know, the Holy Spirit, we've been doing stuff long enough that the Holy Spirit just kind of, and you, you know what I mean? You can just tell. You know, you've been doing this long enough. You can just, oh, you understand what I mean? So you try to do things to see if, you know, say things, see if we're going to pick it up, come on out of it or something like that. And, ah. And Elder Doug called him, and he already knows this by being around us. We are our brother's keeper. Yes, we don't have that thing, uh, none, of, none, of, none of your business. No, you are our business because we're about our father's Amen. business. No, we don't have to know every aspect of your life, but I think that you do owe it to us yeah. to let us know sure. if you're not going to be here. Yeah. We, would, we would give you the same honor and respect, yeah. wouldn't we? But to do that and then go a couple of weeks and now we can't even reach you? And even worse thing about it was the benevolence of the community. We actually take our own transportation, which we could use, which we're inconveniencing ourselves, believe it or not, we're doing it. And we've had this pattern. And we let you drive our car under our gas, I mean under our insurance. How many other people would do stuff like that? And we're not even do the respect. We don't even get the respect. And we get this done to us all the time. Because really, who are they doing it to? Is that not crazy? Is that not crazy? You would think just common decency would say, well, you know, if I'm going to be finished and stuff, I ain't no need, I mean, ain't no need me just keeping that property and stuff. I just go and give back to them and I just go and go my way. And wouldn't that be common decency? But people, believe it or not, people be having these odd behaviors like this ever since we've been doing this thing. They have these odd behaviors and just do crazy stuff and, and, and we don't want got the spirits on us. You better believe we do. Got the spirit holy. So we usually say three weeks is the charm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just been the pattern throughout the years, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Our third week, man, it's, you don't see it. Bye, they, they dust in the wind. <laughs> but oh well, so be it. Hallelujah. We've seen them come and go how many times? Hundreds. But the righteous still remain. Hallelujah. If we had, you know, we don't have enough room. If we could put a chair starting at this pulpit. The chairs, line them up at the front of this pulpit and put them all the way to the back of that door. We could, we, we, this church is not big enough to hold all the people that used to come here for an extended period of time or either live here. Or have called us their, their, their home church for fellowship. I'm, it's just the truth. Now, I don't see any of them continuing on in the faith either. 
I wish I'd get somebody to show me how to do it. So, Noah, Daniel, Joe. Noah's important. Yeah. Noah, Daniel, and Joe. You delivered forget, by your own righteousness. That's how your soul going to be delivered in this wicked and perverse generation that we're in. All right? Hallelujah. Well, the saints of the Most High are going to be coming up of South Carolina. They always uh, are looking forward to coming up visiting. They, they really, truly do. They really, they love all the saints here. Hallelujah. But anyway, we gave that name. We gave the name chart thing right there so you can look at that. There's no, by no means a comprehensive chart and stuff, but it is something good to look at so you can familiarize yourself with the Hebrew writings of it because we're going to go deeper into the character um, of our Most High so we can learn of him like Jesus said. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you for the words of truth. Pray to you and seek deep down in the heart and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all see how people do, though? Is that, is that not crazy, man? Is that not?